Hi, my name is Babette Thomas and I'm the producer for season seven of Raw Material, Visions of Black Futurity. I am so excited to dive into this season with you. But first, I wanted to take a little time to introduce myself. Again, my name is Babette. I'm a Pisces. I'm a third generation Oaklander. And I'm a radio producer and researcher who's always thinking about how to use radio to tell Black stories. Like so many other people, I came back to my hometown of Oakland during the pandemic to be with my parents. And I found myself making a lot of radio stories about home, about Oakland and the time that my family has spent here. I found myself specifically thinking a lot about the era of the late 1960s and early 70s in Oakland and how in a lot of ways it mirrors the times that we find ourselves in today. It's a time when my dad was growing up unhoused in West Oakland, right in the midst of a storm of intersecting social, political, and artistic movements that my own family was active in. My mom's sister, my Aunt Amira, was serving breakfast to kids like my dad back when she was a Black Panther. And it's in this storm of intersecting political and cultural movements in the Bay that a really rich art scene emerged, the Bay Area Black Arts Movement. It's a time when our star of this season, E.J. Montgomery, was so incredibly active in the Bay as an artist, curator, and advocate for Black artists. In this season, we're going to be journeying through time and going back to that era. So I decided to make a playlist that embodies the ethos of that time. It's filled with songs to prime you and set the mood for this season. You'll hear some of the music that Black folks made during this time when they were looking towards the stars while facing systemic neglect here on Earth. You'll hear some artists like Sly Stone and Gil Scott Heron who got their start in the Bay. Some of this music is what would have been playing out of my grandpa's club in the Fillmore during the 60s. It's the music that connects us and that contemporary artists still speak back to today. Artists like Georgia Ann Muldrow, who you'll hear soundtracking all the episodes for this season. You can find the link to this playlist in the description for this episode. Okay, so there's one more thing. Before I go, I wanted to give you a little taste of the kind of dreaming that's going to happen in this season. Dreaming of a future of Black art outside of museums. It's something that I invite you to do as you're listening. Close your eyes, relax, and imagine how you'd want to engage with art if it wasn't facilitated by institutions. What would that look like? What are the spaces that you imagine? Who would be there? Are you doing it? Okay, well, now take a deep breath, and I hope you enjoy. What are the Black artistic spaces outside of museums that you dream of? It, I I feel like it would have to be a place where you could go and like also be able to connect with nature. It would it would strongly favor towards people of color. There would be a collective. There would be people that um, felt like they had a seat at the table. 
that often don't feel like they have a seat at the table. And there would be, um, it would just be nothing but love, I think. What color are the walls in your gallery? They're, <laughs> they're not white. They, <laughs> you know, it, they might be a nice lilac. They might be something bright, but not white. You feel like you belong. Everyone would feel like they belong, but people of color would feel like it was for them. Well, it's definitely just a school, like, and not like a formal institution. I just mean like a kind of, I guess, a grassroots school. Or And the reason I say this is because I think most of what I want my creative practice to be is steeped in like research and like communal study, or at least what I want it to be. And I feel like um, kind of design and design education should be hand in hand. And I think a school is like the perfect place. Um, what does it look like? I mean, I feel like honestly, it could be like on a boat. Yeah, if anything, I think it's very, if the physical locations of the school are close to water and that like kind of filters into the irrigation system of the school. One of the things I wanted to do right before COVID was there's this like Mexican restaurant called Chicken Azteca around the corner from here. It has like huge open space. Like they have more space than they will ever need in that. And there's like a lot of wall space. So what I did was like I painted a mural for them in the front half. And I was going to have my first solo show in this restaurant. It was going to be by invitation only. Chicken on stick, I would have sold some chicken. You know what I'm saying? But then the space is activated differently. Now zines are given out. Now workshops are happening. Now, you know, artwork is being seen. Like, we, we completely reconvert the space. I don't know. I would have, like, let's say I took a block of, of businesses I could take over. You know what I mean? Even if they were gallery spaces and you have, like, an or an art residency and you had somebody you know dreaming of the world inside of each of those spaces the music is different from location to location it could be over three blocks long um, you could have films in one space um, you know I come from the house club days you could have a house party happening you could have reggaeton you could have reggae music you could have live painting or artists working or you know people need space to process all that we go through it can be an exploration where you both have an audience who is willing to be there with you and and give you the space to experiment and say like we are we're listening you can take that space and then also seeing other people go through that other people kind of have the discomfort of trying something new and being there and being vulnerable together and that ties back into the leading there to be no no sense of of success no hierarchy I cannot wait to show you all that we have in store with this season and I'm excited to keep up this kind of sonic relationship we have with one another if you want to potentially hear your voice in this season please leave me a voicemail of all of your black art dreams at 415-915-1784. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. And don't forget to check out that playlist. The link is in the description for this episode.
This podcast is a production of SF MoMA. This episode was written, produced, and sound designed by me, Babette Thomas, with editing help from Maisa Plant Graham, Erica Gangsi, Santino Gonzalez, Liza Yeager, and Kevin Carr. The music you heard in this episode is from the illustrious Georgia Ann Muldrow. Be sure to check out her music wherever you listen. We'll be back with the first real episode of Visions of Black Futurity in the new year. I'll talk to you soon.